Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. I think that a lot of agents come in and then they just blammo agency ownership happens or not ownership agency operation happens, right? So you're stuck on the hamster wheel, just answering the phone, trying to do all this stuff that takes you away from the growth side of it. Yeah. And I went out and I really tried to do some research. I asked anybody I could to come have coffee with me. I was like, I'll come visit you. I'll bring you whatever. Let's just eat. Let's just hang out. And Honestly, it's just my personality in general. Anyone who ever asked me, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's just go have a chat. And I found that either agents had no idea how they were successful. They were just kind of doing it. And they just had like the innate personality or the skill. And they weren't sure what exactly was working right for them. Or some agents just weren't willing to share. Or the ones that were doing the best in my area really weren't as profitable as I thought. And I think the whole mentality of like, just sell, 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 everything else is going to work out, hit me. And I was like, okay, so this isn't actually the one thing I need to have a successful business is just to increase revenue constantly, right? If I don't know what to do with my money, or I don't know how to continue to grow my profit margin, if I don't know how to keep my team members, if I don't, you know, just the different things that you do. If I don't build a brand that I can use no matter what products I'm selling, no matter what life shifts our way, then what am I doing? And that really helped me understand that this isn't just about what products am I selling, what company am I selling for, or one particular type of policy or coverage that you're selling to people. There's a lot of agents that maybe will just sell a certain type of policy because they like it. It's easy, one, two, three, and they just want to get the sales. Like that's not what this is about, right? So really just, again, designing my agency to work for me and what I believed in and what I wanted and understanding that it is a business no matter what. So that's really what I think changed everything. Yeah. Doing everything, providing every level of service and all these things as the agent, right? They could be painted as the picture of you're the agent, which is the sort of the employee. I mean, it's not scalable, right? You can't do the thing which needs to be done, which is growth. If you're doing all of those things, how did you find that comfortable place where you were actually playing the role of business owner? So I actually was doing a podcast about this myself. And this came off of the book Clockwork that I read, which I love. Mike McCallowicz, I think you say his name. He's like one of my favorite authors, but he talks about the four different phases of like business where you go from doing to deciding to delegating and then designing. And the idea is that when we first start entrepreneurship, we're doing all the things because we're opening the business. We know what we're doing. We have to teach all the others. And you get so overwhelmed by doing that. Then you start hiring people and then you teach them how to do. And then you move to the deciding phase where Now everybody's doing everything, but they don't know how to take initiative or ownership. And they're coming to you every second saying, okay, make this decision for me. I don't know what to do. And then you're standing there all day, just making decisions. And then you're like, wait a second. I'm so sick of making decisions. If I'm just going to do that, I might as well just do the work myself. You fire everyone. Then you go back to doing and the the cycle starts all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And so the real thing was getting to a point where I could find the team members that, oh, you're really great at this and you enjoy this. Like, You could take ownership and master this department or this position, and I'm going to allow you to take ownership in bringing these results to our company and take initiative, like have at it. If something doesn't work out, I got your back. If it works out, great, like let's push it and let's invest in that and spend our time doing that. And so I really focused on doing that part, 
getting them to the point where I'm delegating a lot of the work. And then all of a sudden I was like, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I don't have to answer the phones. I don't have to greet clients. They don't even have to know I exist. Even in my independent agency now, I'm pretty much a ghost. There's my name's not on the building. A lot of people don't even know that I own it. I was at a party a couple weeks ago and somebody was kind of telling me about something and I was like, I'm pretty sure you're our client. I can solve this issue for you or I can help you. And they're like, no, 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 I'm insured by this person. Like, that's my employee. <laughs> like, <laughs> my team member. Like, I promise you, you're with our agency. So it's kind of, and that's just something that I wanted to build. That was my dream. That doesn't mean it has to be everyone's. And so as I delegated, and then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I have a process where I can hold everyone accountable, but I don't really need to anymore. They know how to do what they need to do themselves. That I can start designing stuff. I can design if I want to open another location, if I want to go independent, if I want to niche down into commercial and then even niche down more into specific industries. I can decide that I want to work anymore. I can design other businesses and other streams of income. And that's kind of how that all started. That is yeah. awesome. How was the transition from the captive to independent? So the story is not a positive one, unfortunately. There's some things that happened with State Farm, which I'm sure you've heard stories from many people. It's not any different. But after some of the things that happened, I just had not a great feeling. And I really wanted to own my own book of business. I really wanted to have a little bit more freedom on how I could brand, how I could market, the things that I can do with my team and just have more freedom. And I knew my worth. I knew what I could do. So we basically walked away from a really large book of business being number one in our territory for a really long time in commercial. And I was like, I don't care about the money. I got to go. My integrity just was not aligning with my You just completely Um, walked away from it. Yep. They gave us six months and... I told my sales leader, I was like, look, in six months, I'm out of here. Like, do what you got to do. If you have to make me leave now, it is what it is. And we opened independent. And in three years of independent agency, we tripled what we did, That what we walked away from. Let's just say that. So wow. it was worth it, 100%. It wasn't, it was scary. It wasn't easy. But we came in with experience. We knew exactly what we wanted to do. And we just went for it. It was Do you bring your team? Pretty crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I, only one of them did not move over. Something happened. I think they moved. I honestly. So you did Jerry Maguire, but they all got up and went with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Without giving away any kind of details that you don't want yeah. to. But I think a lot of people have found themselves in that situation or might yeah. end up in that situation because that's a hot topic, right? When you're a captive, the hot topic is the independent side or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. what were some of the things that you were going through? How did you overcome them? What have you found on the other side that you could maybe give, shed some light on for some agents? Yeah. So I would definitely say one of the things was that I drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, I was State Farm hardcore. I had been a client for all my life pretty much. And my parents, like, that was it. I never thought that it would be anything else. I think that the issue was, is that my trust in them got questioned and my integrity got questioned by them. And then my trust came into question of if I trust them anymore. And then it started happening all over the place. And suddenly I realized like, I am not in control. I've put in my blood, sweat and tears into this. And important as it is for me that I've built this, I can do it again. Like I believed in myself and I didn't need them to believe in me. It felt like I was just another number and that's not what I wanted, especially the process of going through 
like an audit or a compliance thing. And then finding out after like, okay, we didn't find anything. We still want you to be an agent. Like, and the way that you get treated and still not having anything basically happen, it was just really bad taste in my mouth. And I just, I feel like you just got to be careful, read your contracts, know that at the end of the day, like business is business, right? So like, I also didn't take it personal because it is what it is. I knew that I just, it was my moment to move on to do something else. But I just think that you need to understand, like, you got to look out for yourself. Don't just go chasing all the awards and all the bonuses and all that stuff, because that's all short lived. It's really about creating this business long term and how you want it. Like, maybe you need to play the rules till you get the contract, right? Or till you get that appointment if you're with the captive or trying to get appointments with carriers for independent. But then what does that mean for you in the long run? Like, stop looking at the short sighted things and really think about, is this for you? And so, I still love and I, I, I love one of the things I love the you said is that you learned a lot and you had a lot of equity in that. And I think a lot of people can feel confined in a captive space. But what they don't realize is all the stuff that you're learning is really your equity. And to the point of what you did, it's like you had all that equity and you were able to transition out. Now that might make some captive people like realize your worth, realize that you can do it regardless. And then that'll make it feel less confined. I think, you know what I mean too? Cause I think when you are captive, you feel a little confined, but it's like, dude, you're crushing it. Like you could leave if you wanted to, but it might yeah. make you feel a little bit better staying. <laughs> I do want to give the time that I spent there the credit it deserved because it really did give me the space and the platform and whatever I really needed that I could absorb from them to allow me to learn how to do better in the next phase, in the next chapter. And if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't have been as successful in the short time of independent agency that I have been and looking forward. And what's great is that suddenly my team members got tastes of what it's like to write half a million dollar policies and they're like huh, I could do this. And all of a sudden, three months later, there was another one. And it's like, these are the type of things that I only dreamt of, right? Like year one, year two, year three, even year five. Like I never, I was like, people do that. You know, people pay half a million dollars in insurance. We're like, yeah, they do. So when you get over certain levels, you almost laugh at yourself that that was a dream once it's realized. Yeah. And then you start dreaming bigger. And it's totally possible. Yeah. So. We're our worst enemy. We yeah. talk ourselves into thinking that we can't do those things. And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, that wasn't that hard. Right. It's no, all the, it's not. the anticipation not. <laughs> is worse than the actual thing itself. So that's what I always say when it comes to like, so when I coach or consult some of my clients now on sometimes I'm like, you, this team member's not working. We got to get rid of them. Like they're just not working for you. And they're like, but I have to fire someone. And I'm like, I promise you dealing with this person for another month or two is so much worse than the five minutes it's going to take for you to let them go. Like that was one right. of the things that I'm like, you know, it's really not that bad to have that. I mean, the conversation sucks, but it's like, would you rather deal with them for longer when it's not working out or set them free and have a five minute uncomfortable conversation? And I think that's the kind of mentality like, yeah, this is going to have some growing pains, but then you're on the other side. And it's great over here. Like, come on over. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So talk a little bit about the other businesses that you've opened now that you've been able to yeah. create the ownership so, piece. 
There's quite a few. Um, we have a manufacturing company where we manufacture products in import-export from China and then do some e-commerce. And then we have a... Well, how'd you um, get into that? You know, it's a combination of me and my husband, <laughs> but also family stuff. So like I said, I came from a family of entrepreneurs and sometimes there's just some of them have been opportunities that have presented themselves and some of them we just kind of fell into. So that kind of came from like a family thing and then we just took it over and then we bought commercial space when we transitioned to independent agency. And so then we tasted commercial landlordship. And so we've actually bought in four properties since then. So we've become commercial landlords. We have an RV rental business. So we rent oh, RVs cool. on trips and a couple other things. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. It's sort of random, but I really enjoy the low investment, high return, and stuff where I can create processes for, and then I can step away where I'm not constantly in the business. So that's really more what I look for when I'm investing or trying to work in another industry. So the e-commerce is probably the biggest one that takes most of our effort, but it's me and my husband kind of doing it. So luckily I have somebody else to help me. That's super cool. Love it. Well, talk about uh, the coaching. I'm super curious. So you said this is, so, this is your, I mean, this is what you really like to do, right? Yeah. This is kind of my passion project and yeah. I'm talking to you, but I really work with female insurance agency owners and I'm really passionate because when I first started, even sometimes now, I mean, I had a conversation today about this with another woman in the industry and the comment was all of our male underwriters don't really like females. It's like, anyways, so why I bring this up is because I feel like we have a different experience in this industry. And as I think it's shifting and getting better, where it's a little bit more equal and there's not that much of like this gender feeling gap, I think that there is a huge lack in support for women specifically and really want to find my own tribe too. I felt so lonely going through this, especially as a mom. And there's just so much more on our plate that I feel like is not addressed sometimes when it comes to business ownership, when it comes to our industry in general. And so I do business consulting with female insurance agency owners. I have an awesome Facebook group full of these amazing women that inspire me every day too. And I have a program called Agency by Design where I teach them how to really create an agency by design and not have this success just by default and stop following what everyone else is doing, right? So basically take all the mistakes I made and take all the success that I've had and really use that formula that I feel like is what is necessary for you to have a long-term healthy growing business. And then specifically in this industry. So yeah, that's pretty much me. And then I podcast for fun and let my sassy personality come come out there in the world. Uh, my podcast is called Unburden Your Business. And the whole premise behind that is that you start your business to have time, money, freedom, all the things. And we don't want to just have it be another burden in our life. We want it to actually be a blessing. So oh. I go on the podcast and just give out tips and things to talk about how to do that and unburden your business. Oh, great. That's me. Is that on all the different that. platforms that can find that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, Absolutely. I know that you're up against the wall. You have to go pick up a little one. So let's end it with final question. What, the final question. What is one That's piece right. of advice that you would give to somebody that is jumping into this industry and you can't say run the other direction? No, do not run the other direction. Run, Good. like jump, like head first. Honestly, the biggest thing that 
I think if somebody would have told me this would have made my journey to a little bit more success financially, I would say is don't try to keep up with the entrepreneur Joneses when it comes to the insurance <laughs> industry. Like put your blinders on, decide what it is that you want and just go and don't right. worry about what else is doing because there's so much amazing resources out there and people out there that are willing to help you. But at the end of the day, just stay true to yourself and you'll go far. Yeah. Shiny object syndrome just is a killer. There are so many things. Love to it. Do. Yeah. Well, well it, is there anything else that you want to get out there? Any websites, anything for the listeners before you have to take off? Yeah. I mean, you can find me on Instagram and on the podcast. Unburden Your Business is really just my brand and everywhere you can find me. And I'd love to connect with people. Like, it's my favorite thing in the world to do. I have so much time now to kind of give back and hang out and get to know people. So please, awesome. if you're listening, if you've enjoyed anything, come hang out. Well, thank you, Cassidy. Awesome. So great to have you on. It's always really good to have an insurance dudette on the podcast. So thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. So thank cool. you guys so much for having me. I appreciate uh-huh. it. Well, thank you. And you thank may be you, getting Cassidy. an insurance dudette shirt in the mail. So we hope to see that on okay, Instagram. I'm waiting for it. Will that <laughs> be on Instagram is the question. Yes, it will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. And right, we will we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Cassidy. Bye. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will it's live and it will show you the process the entire process Mm, super awesome mm, i love it let's do it let's do it sign up right now live.teledudes.com live.teledudes.com that's live.teledudes.com hey craig there's a new community that we are starting that i cannot wait to tell everybody about it is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure, live. I'm into it too. It's going to be awesome. And it's, a, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.